Hey, it's a great day to be an enduring church. Hey, I'm Alan. I'm here with Trent. We're so glad to have you with us as we uh, help you and your church endure today. And Trent, I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad to be talking with you today because we all need a boost every now and then, don't we? Yeah, you know, especially for pastors, they say don't make any big decisions on Monday, which is we're recording this on Monday. (laughs) So uh, we all need a boost, especially on a Monday. Yeah, and you know, you might be thinking yesterday attendance wasn't what you wanted it to be. And we know church is not about attendance, that attendance is not the only mark of health or lack of health in your church, but it is an important metric. We should pay attention to what's going on with our church attendance. And as we continue to see church attendance decline in the United States, I think it's important for us to think about some of the ways that we can boost attendance the right way. Yeah, and we're gonna talk through several things today, seven different ways that you can do that. But I, I, it's interesting, Alan, as we begin to talk about this, that you know, I was in a church that I attended yesterday um, they were talking about how, you know, they're still coming back and they are increasing in their attendance, but it's still COVID has still affected them and it's taken a long time. And and that, I think there's a lot of churches that are dealing with that long, slow slog back to where they were, or some of them are never getting back even close to where they were and they are decreasing. And so, um, you know, one of the things I think that as we talk about this, that we need to reestablish a need for evangelism and seeing people come to know Jesus and and baptisms that happen in our church. And I think that's one of the big things that we should be talking about because I don't think churches have been doing that much. Uh, You know, they've been uh, doing kind of the self-help thing, but um, there's a lot of churches haven't been doing evangelism or encouraging their folks to be going out and doing evangelism instead of just the paid staff doing it. Yeah, we need to be an evangelistic church culture. We need to see people baptized. I was told a long time ago from a mentor in ministry that if I wanted to have a growing church, I needed to keep the baptismal waters stirred. Amen. I needed to make sure that I was preaching the gospel and that we were seeing people come to Christ and You know, sometimes that was easy. Sometimes they came in in droves and sometimes it was a lot, it was a lot harder, but we need to make sure that we're talking evangelistically, we're preaching evangelistically and that we are leading our church in evangelism. No one wants to be a part of a church that's not worth telling someone else the good news. Do not want to be the church of the bad news. I agree. Well, and that makes me think about that, you know, Churches, we're called to be on mission all the time. Um, and, you know, we get in our habits for our ruts, right? Which a rut, I've been told, is just a grave with no ends. Uh, and so, but we get in that rut of doing our same thing week in, week out, and we don't think about, hey, you know what? It's been, gosh, it's been 10 years since we've been on a mission trip. How, how in the world does that happen? I just, I, that blows my mind. How did, how does that happen? Um, it's been, and you get the same church will say, well, gosh, it's been 10 years since we baptized anybody. Come on, people. How in the world does that happen? Uh, we're called to be on mission and to be sharing the gospel. And so that, you know, that mission heart that starts locally 
but it also has to go in those other places that you know that we're called to go to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Yeah, I get to see a lot of churches that are in this sweet spot of growth, and the thing that has fueled all their growth is very common. It's been prayer and it's been evangelism, and those two things go hand in hand. And they're seeing people baptized, and as a result, they're seeing their churches grow. And they're exciting places to be. They're places that people want to be at. So be evangelistic and see people baptized. There is not one better piece of advice that we could give you about a good church growth strategy, a good attendance booster, than be evangelistic and see people baptized. That that by far is the best thing. But there are some other things that we can do as well to help boost attendance, especially when we think about times like summertime and we were in May with graduations and all these things that are going on. And one of the trends is to have a vibrant, multiplying small group ministry. Yeah, no matter what you call it or when you have it, um, a, a small group group that is, in, you know, drawing people in, that is supposed to be, you know, the old model of Sunday school. That was the evangelistic arm of the church, you know, because it wasn't just a set around sharing gossip and looking at a passage of scripture but it was an invitation in hey come into our small group come into our sunday school class and let us share with you about this jesus that has changed our lives and so you know evaluate how's our small group how's our sunday school doing is it accomplishing that um is it vibrant like alan said is it multiplying is it starting new groups you know are you taking a, a few people and hey let's go start another group so that we can reach some new people and those small groups grow quickly yeah multiplying groups is the idea we don't want to add groups we really want to multiply groups we want to see two groups become four groups and four groups become eight groups the secret to, to church growth is small segments not the big segment so many people think it's always about the big segment and you can get you can get a crowd from the big segment but you can't do discipleship in the crowd it takes small segments and disciples are committed people the crowd is never committed you can look at history in any environment crowds are never committed it takes disciples to to build commitment and committed people show up regularly so well, that Vibrant small group ministry matters. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, a friend remind me in that the Great Commission, if you look at it in the King James, is teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And we, we leave out that observe part because that's what discipleship is. And it is a small group thing or a one on one thing where you observe someone else's life and you walk with them and you see how they live. And that happens in those small segments that you just mentioned. You can't do that. You can't observe someone's life at a concert or a big, huge event. You've got to do that one-on-one -on -one or a small group. So we've talked about being evangelistic and having a small group ministry. Let's talk too about the importance of our preaching and teaching, because this is important. If you don't talk about it, if you don't talk about church attendance, what should people expect? Well, yeah, that used to be you know, all the time. Pastors, uh, you know, I don't know if we talked about a guilt trip or what, but um, now we just don't put any pressure on people when it is 
um, you know, forsake not the assembling together of yourselves as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage each other all the more. And, and we are supposed to be encouraging people to be together. You can't live out your faith in a strong, vibrant way alone. That's why God didn't create you to be an orphan. He created you to be a, a spiritual, faithful part of a family. And you need to be that. You need to be in church. And so pastors, man, you need to be talking about that. Now, that doesn't mean you're supposed to be guilting your people, but we are supposed to talk about it. We are, And you use the word encouragement as the Bible uses it. You know, we don't want to guilt people about forsaking it, but we want to encourage them to remember what they're missing. Mm -hmm. And I want people to feel like they miss something when they're not there because they do. They miss an opportunity for God to speak into their lives. They miss an opportunity to have life changing relationships. They miss an opportunity to see someone else's life changed. Those are the things that you miss when you're not part of your local church gathering. And I want people to, to know that. I want people to hear the stories about why it's important to be there. So we need to talk about church attendance. If we don't talk about church attendance and tell people it's important, is it really that important? Hmm. Probably not if we're not talking about it. <laughs> and, the, and so that makes me think, okay, if they're not talking about that, they're probably not talking about Jesus. And so neither one of them are very important to them. And that leads us to that next one, Alan. I think this is really great at building a sense of expectation. And what you just mentioned is you want people to say, hey, you missed out on something awesome this past Sunday. And there is a sense of expectation of, hey, I, I expect to see God move at my church on any given Sunday. And, you know, when I was pastoring, I was always like, it kind of became a joke. They were like, well, we're going to do things a little different. Every Sunday was different at our church. You know, it was never the same. And so there's that expectation as well. I don't want to miss because I don't know what Pastor Trent's going to do. That's going to be weird or stupid. <laughs> so uh, you do build that expectation. Yeah. You know, we've learned as we've studied church culture over the last 20, 30 years that high expectations are not a negative. They're actually a positive. Now, we're not talking about being legalistic, but we're talking about creating a sense of high expectations. High expectations churches tend to be growing churches. Low expectation churches tend to be non-growing churches. So we want to build a sense that there is expectation that takes place. So if I go to this church, I know it's expected that I'm going to be there and that I'm going to be plugged in and that I'm going to be involved. If I'm a leader in that church, I'm expected to be there. I should be there. It only makes sense that I'm there. Yeah. And I love um, one of the churches that I get to visit with out in, in Phoenix where my daughter attends. I, it's a church plant. And so it's a little easier with a church plant, but they have, they have high expectations of anyone who would consider themselves to be members of the church, uh, that you will be involved in, in helping and serving in some on one of the teams. There's no none of this. Well, you just get to come and hang out and come to church and, and then we don't see you anymore. If you're going to be part of the church, you're going to be part of the team. And I love that. I think that's important for all churches to have that high expectation. And to me, expectations like that build excitement because everybody's involved in doing and serving together. And that's a place where I want to invite my friends. 
I think you're right. That's wonderful to build that sense. And that's what we want to have excitement like that. And I love that. So let's talk now about something else that could be exciting, Trent, and that is a special emphasis. Now, we used to do special emphasis all times all the time. I remember pack a pew night and all these mm-hmm. kind of, maybe we don't do them the same way, but maybe we're not considering them enough anymore. Maybe we think of them as too gimmicky, but sometimes it's good to give your people a special emphasis. Yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities and it doesn't have to be just Christmas and Easter. It seems like that's where we put all of our focus anymore. But, um, you know, right here in front of our faces, Mother's Day, um, you know, and what that used to be um, one of the higher attended Sundays, um, almost as much as Easter. Um, you know, at the church that I pastored, the churches that I pastored, we always counted on Mother's Day being a huge deal, and we made it into a huge deal. It took some time, and all special emphasis takes some time and some investment, but they can be something to build that excitement around. Yeah, and you can still do an, kind of an old-fashioned high-attendance Sunday. Just, just make it a day. We want to see what it's like when we get everyone here today. We want to have a day that celebrates all of our church people. You know, so celebrate those those times. Use a special emphasis. You may include a guest speaker. You may not include a guest speaker, but do something from time to time that says this is a special Sunday where we want everyone to come together and rally around this day. And I think special emphasis can be still of a benefit even in this modern culture we have today. Yeah, and and so when you have those special emphasis. Hopefully you're going to have some guests and how are you going to relate to those guests? Um, I think that a healthy church that does this well, um, you can see this multiply things in a big time and in a hurry is how do you relate to your first time guest? And the the quicker that you can become um, a part of their lives, um, you know, not in a bad way, but, but just being able to get to know them find out their needs. I was talking to a, a, a person the other day that they had a, a guest that was starting to attend, but something tragic happened in that family's life and nobody from the church reached out to them. And those people left, you know, they were starting to come regularly, but they missed a great opportunity. Yeah. I think one of the things that you have to remember is the longer you take to connect with a guest, the less likely they are to return. So the quicker you can make a connection, and it doesn't have to be much. Um, it could be a text. It could be an email. It could be a phone call. You know, some churches are really aggressive. They're great. I, I know of churches that someone visits on a Sunday morning. By the time they get home, there's already cookies on their doorstep <laughs> mm. from the church. Just saying, thanks for being here. We were glad that you were, were part of us or whatever. But the quicker you can just make a first contact the more likely that person is to get involved in your church. And part of having a good attendance is retaining guests. So the better you can be at retaining guests and making those connections and building those relationships and working your process of building those relationships, the better your church is going to grow. It kind of makes me think, Alan, about the idea of expectations we talked about just a moment ago. And I I, I talked to a mom, I heard a mom, say the other day that her four-year-old was was headed to to 
uh, you know, daycare program. And as soon as they got out of the car, they're like, man, I'm going to make a friend today. And that's the expectation we should have, all of us, even us adults, um, you know, because that's when you're connecting with those first time guests. The expectation is that you're developing a relationship that brings them in to being a part of the family. Um, and I, we forgot, we've, we've quit looking at it that way. It's just, hey, we got, I made a notch on my handle, you know, kind of thing. And instead of, hey, let's make somebody part of the family. Yeah, that's so good. And then, Trent, one more thing that's kind of similar, but maybe a little different is make connecting easy. We want to make connecting with our church easy. So someone's thinking about being a first time guest or someone has been out of the habit for a while of coming to church, but they want to come back. Do you have easy connection points for them. Now, for me, I did a I did about six week sermon series most of the time, four to six weeks. So there was always a new connection. And I did that intentionally so that people would have an easy time to to come into. I didn't ask for a whole lot of information. You didn't have to give us all the details that, that you want to give out. I still can find some old church registration cards that ask for someone's social security number. Can you believe that? That we, we <laughs> no used way. We used to ask for people's social security numbers. Well, you know, I, I don't want to give those out. No you kidding. Know, so, so how can we have a, a simple connection card that just requires a name and an email or a, na a name and a text number? What do we need to do just to get a little bit of information? Make connecting easy. So if you're a pastor who preaches those really long sermon series and you're going through a book and it might take you a year to do that, how can you make some easy entry points for someone to come into that series and participate and be active and be involved in it? Yeah, that's so important. Uh, you know, and I want to make a commercial here for some of our previous episodes. Gosh, we have a lot of episodes talking about how to connect with people. And, and one of the ways is, you know, how is your, your website and your, your um, social media? Uh, post do, do they allow people to know a little enough about your church that they feel comfortable coming to your church and making that connection um gosh I, I remember driving through a town on a sunday morning and i was like i want to make sure and go to a church somewhere i didn't know anybody in any churches in this area we started looking and websites wouldn't tell us where their church was located or what time their service was and I was like, you're kidding me. You know, how are the people that you're trying to reach out to in this neighborhood going to know anything about how to get to there and how to connect with you? And so little things like that, that we don't think about, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I also think about it too. One of the ways you connect with people is by remembering that not everyone was there the week before. The one thing I would encourage pastors to remember, I have been in church services where where pastors pretend like, well, you, as I talked about last week, and I won't go back there, someone just tuned out. You mm -hmm. just lost them. So if you're going to build on something you spoke about the week before, remember that not everyone was part of that. So you may have to do more explaining to set up what you're going to talk about. So remember that because that's connecting. And when people connect, they're going to stay. If they disconnect, they're not coming back. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And so we've been talking today about um, seven ways to boost attendance. Again, that's a that's a goal that we we need to be working and talking about in our church. We've gotten so away from, well, I don't want to offend somebody or I don't want to make people feel bad. Um, and so we need to be talking about the need for people to come to church and inviting our friends. And we talked about evangelism. We talked about small groups and regular church attendance, how we should talk about that, building a sense of expectation, using some special emphasis um, during the course of the, the months of the year, maybe how to reach out to a first-time guest quickly and making a connection. All those are so important. And again, we, we keep those. Um, when you look up our podcast, we have the notes there on our website that you can um, read through those as well. But if you have another suggestion, that maybe is not on our list, would you do us the favor of, of contacting us and letting us know about that so that we can share that with someone else? Um, just like the gospel, we don't keep things a secret. We try to share the good things that we learn with others so that they can be blessed too. And so one of the blessings is that you listen to our podcast today. We really appreciate that. Alan, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we close? No, just a remember that a good boost can help build momentum and you always want positive momentum. So remember those little boosters are just part of getting you where you want to go. That's for, that's for sure. Again, we thank you so much for listening to us today. We hope that you will turn in, tune in every week and, and listen to our podcast and, and maybe do us the favor of sharing this with someone else. We hope that you have a blessed day and that you endure.